You expect the glamour and dancing girls. And you listen to me very carefully, Mr. Whatever the fuck your name is. There's a lot of ways that this thing can end, and that is entirely up to you. But you can be goddamn certain that this thing is not going to end the way that you thought it was. UK. New Jersey. Project. Reviews. Information. All opinions expressed during this series are solely those of BCHQ and Jack of One Trade. The individuals involved do not necessarily represent those of any other YouTube creator, podcaster, or production company. Follow Jack on Instagram at LaughingBirdsPod or on Twitter at LaughingBirds. You better ask somebody. you can't handle an opinion, that's on you. Save your hate mail. Welcome! Okay, can you hear me? Hopefully you can. Let me explain to you what just happened. Because of course... Nothing can possibly go right at all. Not once, not never. Windows updated itself last night. And for some reason, as soon as I started this live stream, it just completely shit all over itself. I have no idea why, but of course that would be my fucking luck. It was working fine before. Oh, cool. So it decided to just update right in the middle of a fucking stream that I was doing. So that's great. That's fucking awesome. I'm going to edit out the 
first seven minutes of this and I'll repost it later. That's what I'm going to have to do. And if you're in the comments, dude, just try to write something in so I can see if it comes up. Because I can't get on this computer until it's done doing whatever the hell it's going to do. I don't think I can flip my camera around or I try to show you. Hold on. You see it? Everything's fucked up. But let me just get to the introduction and everything else. What are you going to do? These things are going to happen. Nothing goes right at all. But this is supposed to be a review of Bloodsport. I have to wait for BCHQ to come in here. There he is. All right. Give me a second. Let me post the link. All right, you should be getting the link in a second. What's going on, dude? I'm about to do a review on a movie if you want to hang in the chat for right now, and then maybe we can bring you in later. Everything started all fucked up, though, so what can you do? Now, hopefully that will work. While I'm waiting for that to see if it's going to work or not. Here we go. And, all right, now you're here? Yeah. All right, am I echoing or no? Um, not a lot, a little tiny bit, but it's not really recognizable. All right, I'm going to mute myself for a second. But um, just so everybody is aware of what's going on, this is a review show that we're doing. BCHQ and myself. This one is about Bloodsport. We did a few others before this one. Angbag, Chinese Hercules, and um, Taoist Master. Now we're doing this one today. Of course, it wouldn't be a stream if everything went properly the way it's supposed to. We've never had luck with this shit, but I'm trying to fix it. Now, if you want to jump right into this, dude, however you want to do it, I'm going to give you the floor while I try to fucking get my life together. All right. So, what's up, everyone, if you tuned in? Um, so, as I said, we're doing Bloodsport today. Uh, it's from 1988, starring John claude Van Damme. Now, the director of this is Newt Arnold. I uh, did a little bit of um, just Wikipedia searching. And he actually was the assistant director for Godfather Part 2, which I want to talk to Jack about in a bit anyway, because I know that we both like them films. Um, but I thought that was interesting because they're different fields and genres of films, but it's the same director. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got a lot of notes on this one. So this is the one that I've got the most notes for out of all the ones we've done so far. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get into the... My notes right now, anyway, just to start it off for a, for a little while until Jack comes in. Um, 
So the opening scenes of the film pretty much are of fighters that are going to be going to this secret event that's being held in Hong Kong. And they're different fighters, different countries and different fighting styles. Um, and one of the very first scenes in the film is of all these fighters training to, to before they arrive at the location where they're going to have the tournament. Um, and I just like that anyway. I think that's cool because you get an early insight into the different um, fighting styles. Like everyone's got their own style, which I don't. you don't really see in a lot of martial arts films. Like, or I, I've never come across it like they do it in this one. So I think that that was nice because they show different aspects of different styles of fighting. Um, the fight arena itself um, is is like a hidden location. Like not a lot of people know about it. You have to be like in with probably sort of mob people and like bent people in terms of like they don't go. Uh, they're not PC about things. Put it that way. They they're like kind of a bit dodgy and. It, you sort of get the vibe in that, that even the cops and that know that this tournament's getting held, but it's kind of like it's been spoken about in like almost code words. And um, so I did like the, the setup for the location of the arena where they have the fights. Um, the main character is Jean-Claude Van Damme, who is, uh, is called Frank Dukes in the film. Um, and he's at like a training army base, like a sort of boot camp place. And and he goes to fight, but he has to. He's meant to go and meet like the the sergeant of the the army base before he to to see if he can go. I think it is, and uh, he he goes to have a shower beforehand before he he's meant to go see him. And there's a, there's a guard like that's meant to be watching him, and he escapes without the guard sort of knowing or the whoever the guy is that's meant to be taking him to this office, and he escapes to. Because I think that he knows that his sergeant's not going to let him go to fight in this tournament. Um, so that that's pretty much the basic sort of lowdown of the early bits in the film. Um, I've got more notes. I don't know if Jack wants to come in now or. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, dude. I don't know where you want to. First of all, first of all, first of all. <clears throat> I just want to ask you: was this was this the first? martial arts movie that you ever seen um i can't i honestly don't remember what the first ever film was i saw but it's definitely one of the first so it may well be the first one because okay. I, I, when i was growing up my my older brother was kind of into it as well so I, that's how i come across it in the first place so it may have been the first one i just can't remember what the first one was all right just uh just uh, for the research purposes, I suppose. What are your What are your top martial arts movies? Just so you can refresh everybody. So, like, if you had to pick a couple of them, they don't have to be the greatest ever, but a couple that are your favorite off the top of your head. Okay, so there's one called The Big Boss or The Big Boss. Hang on, what is it? Yeah, I have to see if it's The Big Boss now. That's because I'm watching wrestling lately. I'm getting it confused. It's called The Big Boss. Um, Bruce Lee film, um, not his most famous film, but definitely one of the ones that gets mentioned if you're like a fan of his. Um, that's actually the post I've got behind me of, is from that film. Um, so that's, that's definitely one of them. Um, and probably it's a bit, it sounds a bit like this would be most people's, but like, I'm just being honest and it would be Karate Kid. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Of course. That's without question. Yeah. But, okay. So, you you take this. I take it that you take this movie. Like, this is one of your favorites, you said. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, for people that don't know, like, me and Jack were talking about doing it before we watched it the other day. And we was already going back and forth with each other. Because... Jack was like laughing at a little trailer thing that he checked out before we watched it. And I was already getting defensive about it. Cause I was like, what do you mean? So this one's definitely going to be interesting. Cause this definitely is uh, one that's maybe even if it's not, uh, I don't even know until we get more into the films and we do the ratings, but what will sort of be my top three and stuff. But this is definitely one that's kind of like close to my heart, even if it weren't, if, even if it doesn't end up in like my top three films, I think just because it's it's got a lot of nostalgia for me. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I understand that, which is exactly why I asked you what I did. I watched that little piece of. I've seen this movie before when I was younger, and I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was the shit. I haven't seen it in many, many years. So I watched the trailer after it was brought up the last time we talked and it looked good. I was like, all right, so maybe this is still good. Like I remember how it was. And then I watched that one clip on YouTube because I was putting the new intro together that nobody heard because the whole thing was fucked up for the first 10 minutes of the stream at the cutout later. But anyway, I watched a scene end of this movie, dude, and it immediately comes up to me like they're trying on purpose to sound like a badly dubbed Chinese imported martial arts film, and I don't understand why. And then I, I thought before you say anything, when I turned it on last night and I started to watch it, I thought to myself, well, Jean-Claude Van Damme is from somewhere else i don't know where but i know he's not american right so maybe he had a thick accent and that was easier their way of getting him to speak in english but not so much that it would be um challenging or whatever you know what i mean but then other characters get introduced and and they all everybody talks like that the 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 in the the characters are weird, dude. But I want to get, I want to get to, I want to get to all that. I'm trying not to just springboard into it, but I, I want to say good things about it first before I say anything else. Like I understand why, I can understand why this movie is one of your favorites. What it did for people to recognize martial arts and Chinese culture and all that shit, Asian culture in general, rather. I, I see all of that and I give it I give the movie some of it a pass because of the fact that it was made in 88. People were not exactly very accepting then. I mean, they're not really now either. So some of the things I give it a pass for, but I found it really hard to not take this movie as a comedy in a way because in the way that it's shot, it really is. It's hilarious, dude. I was I was cracking up the whole time that I was watching it. And I understand that, look, the action, the action is solid, right? 
when the when the tournament happens and you know the fighters are getting into it, all that is great. I'm not dismissing any of that stuff. I'm talking about the story and the general acting that was displayed in the first half of this film. Dude, the kid break here's here's the story. Here's the story. Here's how we get into it. A kid and two of his friends break into what appears to be the neighbor's house by jumping through a window that was left open because the guy is a samurai sword sitting in his living room like you do. No couch, I think, that I noticed. <laughs> right? Like, it's just a room with a sword yeah. in it because the sword's so powerful, it needs its own room. I don't know what that guy's up to, but okay, whatever, right? They hear the kids jump in through the window, they grab this sword, they pass it around, they hear somebody coming into the room, the two kids jump out, the last kid, for some reason, just decides to get a deer in the headlight situation, and just stands still, he freezes up, dude comes into the room, and he's like, you know, you can't, you can't gain, he says something to the effect of, you can't gain honor by stealing a samurai sword, basically, that you have to work for it, it's not just you can't take it. And then you're immediately brought into now I want you I want you to teach me basically the ways of of martial arts. Assuming that you know them because you have a samurai sword in this room. We're given no backstory to who this guy is at all whatsoever. Just some random Asian dude as far as like what the story gives you. I'm assuming they expect us to rely on some type of relationship that these people have had in passing or whatever. But the story moves on. It's character development in, in some degree, I suppose. Where this dude now is training this kid. He's training this kid, or at least appears he starts to. Where his son and the kid that broke into his house, the main character, Jean-Claude Van Damme, are training together, right? I got this right so far? Yep. Okay, so when they hit about, I would say, 13, 14 years old, for whatever reason, the guy decides, all right, that's it. I've taught you everything I'm going to teach you because you're not one of our people. I basically, I can't teach you anything more. That's just the way that it is. They have a brief argument about it, and I guess he decides to just train him anyway. I don't know. I don't know what that was all about. Like he had to be like, no, I'm willing to, <clears throat> I'm willing to work for it. And I have the, the fighting spirit in my heart or whatever he said. Like, okay. I think, I think I got a little bit lost in that bit as well, because it kind of doesn't really go into detail on it. The only thing I think they might be doing it for is because like, I think they mention it in that part and then later on in the film when they go to the tournament and he tells them who his master was they say that he's not like Japanese or or they're not he's not like the he uses like the family name of this master or something Shinobi I think and they look at him and they're like you're not you don't look like one of them do you know what I mean so that's the only sort of thing I can think of why they why he was like hesitant to keep training him but and then they just he ends up doing it anyway yeah, well, that's that's another thing I, I had to stop and think about, too. Like, all right, maybe there there's definitely, <clears throat> I guess, and I, I it's sad that I had to frame it like this in my mind when I was watching it, but I feel like it's true. 
I think Hollywood thought that white audiences wouldn't be able to handle an like a martial a decent try at a martial arts film in an American style, right? Like this yeah. is this seems like almost the first attempt where they're they're introducing you to Asian people in in a very strange way, or at least that's how it comes off. And I know the country's history and i'm not trying to get into all of that stuff but i don't think you can really talk about a movie like this and not mention those things at least in passing right um i'm pretty sure the family name was shinobi something like that he's saying you know and when- i will um i will agree with you on the the dubbing on this like it's even like after we spoke about it and you was like listen to how they're talking like it's even yeah. worse in that bit where he's a kid as well, I think, because yeah, just the voice and it is it, I've when like that, it, that kid, that kid they had in the film looked like he was handicapped, dude. I don't know what was going yeah. on. With that. I mean, even when I watched it years back, I I even thought that when I was quite young when I saw it, I thought like he doesn't seem too normal. <laughs> right, right, like and look, dude, you know, I got it, I got all kinds of initials attached to my name, so I understand the struggle and what it is, but. I don't, you can't just sit a fucking dude in a room like that and like have no explanation at all whatsoever. And it don't even look nothing like the guy when he gets older. So you're just giving me a, a nerdy looking, mentally handicapped, kind of drooling kid that apparently grows up and becomes Jean Claude. And I don't know if they did that on purpose because like it shows him getting bullied at school in like a little quick scene and that. So I don't know if they purposely sort of picked a kid to to kind of have that kind of perception of. Maybe yeah. they did it on purpose, but if they did I think they purpose, needed I think they they needed a white kid. They cuz look dude, the kid was the, that was a white kid. They wanted a white kid who then transforms into Jean-Claude Van Damme. They think in my brain anyway. It looks like they thought it would make the transition easier. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's what it is. I'm not trying to shit on the director. I'm not saying to cancel anybody. I just, I'm, you know, I'm just, you know what I mean? I don't want to, I'm not trying to be shitty about it, but. I just, all I would say is that if, if they didn't do it, uh, for, if they didn't do it, like casted that, that kid, in terms of using it because it gets bullied and maybe they did it on purpose. If they didn't and they were just lazy with it, that's bad casting. Yeah. I don't know, dude, but, um, hold on. I was gonna, I just had a thought pop into my head. There's another thing that I have to factor into this. I don't, I don't how much do you know about action movies? Like, I'm I'm no expert to be honest. You probably know more than me. On I don't really watch. I used to watch them quite a lot when I was younger, but I don't really watch them that much now. So, okay. I mean, I don't have I don't have a vast knowledge of anything really, but I watch documentaries and the making of movies and shit like that. And I I found out that Bruce Willis, before he became who he is now from Die Hard. He was actually a soap opera star. I don't know if you know that. I did. I didn't know that. No, <laughs> I didn't know that either. And then after they told me that, bro, if you go back and watch Die Hard now, after you hear that, 
it's still a great movie. I watch it every year around Christmas time, bro. It's a must. I love Bruce Willis. He's the fucking man. He's made bombs. Who hasn't, right? But he's still the shit. But you can you can see it. Now, I bring that up to say this, dude. This movie is also shot, in my opinion, very much like a soap opera. The exchanges between the characters, the camera angle changes, the way that they have it framed up, outside of the widescreen action, it's shot like a American soap opera. And I should know because, you know, I grew up having to fucking watch Days of Our Lives and shit like that. But, I mean, dude... What I'm what I'm trying to say is I I guess I have to give this movie a little bit of a pass because if they took Bruce Willis out of that, right? They took him out of a soap opera situation and they made Die Hard by mistake. It was a script that somebody wrote. Somehow it got greenlit. I don't know the whole story and it's got nothing really to do with this other than I think Hollywood had the concept of soap operas before action movies and martial arts really picked up before they knew what they really were doing so they they use that style of film and that's why it's written that's why the script sucks so bad and the story dialogue is very short in between characters i think if you if you rewatch this movie and you try to look at it as it's a soap opera that is told as in as an intro and an outro to a, a basically a martial arts tournament, it, it's a little bit easier to follow the film and what exactly is going on. I, I as well, like it kind of ties into what you're saying. I think in terms of the lack of storylines and that is, um, I was actually watching it and I thought like this, some of the characters and like the fighting styles and just lack of story, like it when they were fighting, even in the arena and that, it reminded me of, like, um, Tekken and, like, Mortal Kombat. And, like, that's what I kind of... I know they had Mortal Kombat films and stuff, but I felt like this was the earliest thing that I saw that kind of... Yeah, no, that, that makes game, sense. In a film. Yeah, that makes sense, because to tell you the truth, I, I would agree with that. There's not really anything I can think of, because I didn't really know... I didn't get exposed to who Bruce Lee was and all that shit till a- after I watched The Crow and figured out who his kid was and then backtracked and figured out who he was and heard stories about him. I've only learned shit about that dude and basically martial arts with the MMA and everything that is growing in popularity now. I've only just started to learn about this shit. So it, it's maybe it's possible that there was something that was before this but at least it's safe for us to agree that for the two of us this is a safe bet to say this is pretty much the first thing that we were exposed to as far as american uh movies are concerned yeah as i said earlier i think it was either this one or maybe karate kid that was probably one of the first american ones that i ever saw yeah well i mean this one uh yeah karate kid yeah this one though i mean I mean, as uh, as far as an adult film is concerned, I guess, because the Karate Kid's kind of framed in a different way. But anyway, yeah, yeah. let me get back to this. And I, another thing that I that really stuck out to me in the difficulty of watching this movie was the wardrobe selection. 
Now, I'm going to try to pull this up, and this also leans into my conspiracy theory that this film was uh, made like a soap opera. I'll tell you what I did like. Uh, the um, Quite early on in the film, there's a scene where he's in that master's house when he's talking to him, and he's, he gets the sword, and he like slices the kid's hat, like the brim of it, and it slices the end of it off. And I'd, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because, like, he does it super quick. And I just thought that was quite creative how they just shot that little scene, even though it was quick, just because he sliced it clean off. Definitely. That was that was pretty cool. Hold on a second. I'm trying to see if I can find a just photo. Just that up as well. Um, I was just thinking a minute. We was on about why we couldn't remember like, or understand why he he started to train him again after a while. I think because it, he says that his the kid that in the beginning that he's training with is the the master's son, I believe, and uh, and he's at one point he's talking to him and to the master and he tells him that his son's died, but they don't say how he died. He says that he had an original family that died in Hiroshima, but mm. I don't know if he means that his son died in that as well because in the film they're living in America, so that's not right. Yeah, story. how is he? How is he so, dead? And- I don't Unless know if Go they ahead. mean that he had a separate family and then he come to America, had that son, and then that son died. But that's another part I didn't like because from what I remember that he doesn't say how his son died. And I thought, why you just even you don't have to even have to go into detail like and go down a whole path for the film, but I just think say how he died. Like it just I didn't understand that. Yeah, give it give us something, anything. Well, that's, that also kind of leans into why I said that it feels like they were trying to get white audiences to be able to stomach it. Because, he, like, you, you're bringing up Hiroshima in this, dude, like, and then you're, you're just mentioning it to mention it. Almost yeah. like, I mean, I understand the guilt is there, and it, it should be, but... Uh, and unless you were there and you acted in it like this, what does that have to do with the fucking story? You know, Hiroshima has nothing to do with the price of beans in China. If we're talking about John Claude Van Damme going into a fucking martial arts tournament. And, you know, it doesn't even really explain his, it gave no background to him even being a kid and coming up on a movie like Karate Kid. Like, how did you get into martial arts, dude? Just one day. Oh, no, never mind. Never mind. He was bullied in school, right? I think that's what it was. He was getting beat up by the other kids, and he was like, "Not nah. when that dude didn't want to train him when he hit like fourteen. The guy, uh, when the guy was like, "Dude, like I'm not doing it because you're not one of us," and the kid was like, "No, you can't. You can't leave me. Basically, so you can't leave me like this. You can't do this to me because they're gonna fuck him up." So I think that's why he did train him. I remember that as well in that scene at the beginning where they gets caught that his son runs in and just kicks the shit out of him. And he's like, he's about two or three years younger. He looks than him and like the size and that, but it just made me laugh how he just comes in, doesn't say a word and just like floors him. But see that, that displays the power of martial arts though, which that would, even if they would have started the story from there and built off of that and even gave the character a little bit more instead of, by the way, I love. I like Forrest Whitaker, right? That's his name. I was gonna. I put. I noted that down. That's probably the the youngest Forrest Whitaker I've seen in a film. <laughs> Dude, I forgot I, he was even in it till I rewatched it. 
I love that motherfucker, bro. I don't know when the first time I've seen him. Uh, it might have been Good Morning Vietnam, but I think that was way that was way older. So I don't I don't know. I remember him through a lot of him and Denzel Washington are. Those are two dudes. I know them by name because they were in almost every goddamn thing, and they're always good, even if what they're in sucks. Like they always are the shit. Whatever they do. Hold on, I gotta close this window. You could probably hear that, right? I, I didn't hear nothing to be honest. Okay. Um What did you make of the like the early scenes of where he's training him like as he's growing up? Because I, I think they're a little bit cheesy, but I gotta admit, I, I, there's something about it that I like. <laughs> Hold on one second. All right, you said, what did I think about the scenes when he was training him? Yeah, like, did you just think that they were, like, corny or didn't need to be in it? Or did you like them? Like, I, I no, no, dude, this like this it. whole movie was a cringe fest, man. But I was uncomfortable the whole time. From the beginning, from the beginning. Bro, when I pressed the play button and this kid snuck into the window... I looked at my fucking television and I was like, you don't do this to me. Don't, you can't be serious. This, this is where, and then while they're training, I laughed out loud at the absurd nature of this training session, which is, you know, throw a punch, throw a punch, kick, kick. And now I'm stronger. So I'm going to punch some bricks so I can break them. This is another reason Kill Bill should be the next film that we do. And I'm I'm throwing that into the ring now. I don't know how you feel about that. But this is exactly why I'm throwing this out there. Because at least that movie goes through. And I'm not saying every film needs to be this detailed. But they take the moment to at least show you the struggle of getting to that point. Where this one just cuts right to, I throw a punch. Now I'm breaking bricks. <laughs> The coolest part of the training was when they had the guy, when they had the guy roped up, Bro, both his oh arms and his legs, and they stretched him out. I felt that shit in my legs when they when they pulled that rope the first time, dude, and he screamed like that. But I don't know, I don't know how much of this movie is real. I don't know how much of that was a bump. Like you know what I mean, but. That shit, he sold that. If there's nothing else I give credit to this movie for, it'll be that scene right there. Because no he me believe that moment. That is one of the most memorable scenes I have from any martial arts film. Because I remember that from when I first watched it. And then I remembered it was coming up in the film. And I love it still, like, just as much. Um, because, like you said, like, even if they, it's not real, like, it looks the realest scene in the film to me, like, is the agony, the pain, but, and then he, like, he has a moment where he, like, he goes into that zen mode, you know what I mean, where he's just, like, he just, he accepts the pain, I can handle everything, you know what I mean, he gets to that, he gets to that, like, wall that you hit, and he's, he's gone through the wall, yeah, and that's a, that's a process, and it's a great moment to highlight, but, it it don't happen that quickly. But I understand it's a movie and they were rushing for time because they wanted the main 
the movie wanted the main situation to be the tournament. So yeah. it, it spun us two stories. I have cocked fucking character development for John Claude Van Damme to run around like a half a Dick Tracy villain with his fucking outfit on, dude. He lo- bro, uh, are you like, dude, this motherfucker looked like a magician. My boy, my boy and I used to do magic when we were kids, dude. He used to have outfits like that. Like, like obviously not the same cut, but close enough, dude. This guy looked like, he looked like a fucking cartoon. This dude looked like a cartoon characterized mob villain, bro. If you flattened out a Looney Tune mob villain, that that's this dude's fucking outfit. It's crazy. Spy versus I, I spy. I don't get, like, I will agree with, um, I think it only takes like 15, 20 minutes for them to get into like the tournament thing. Like, and I don't understand why it's got to be that quick because like that is one of the criticisms I, I do have of the film is that there isn't really a lot of backstory other than like the scenes of him with his master. And then before you know it, like he's in the tournament and most of the film is just then shot in that, the fight scenes in the tournament. And, and like, why, why is it, like, don't get me wrong. I I appreciate this CIA storyline just for Forrest Whitaker alone. If that's the only reason why that, that bullshit storyline was written into the film, I'll take it then. Whatever. Just to see him on screen for a while because he's fucking awesome. But there was no... Why is this dude running from his... They have captains in the CIA. I guess that's how that works. Is he a cop or is he a CIA operative? Like, what's going on here? You're infiltrating a tournament for what exactly? Because I was brought... I felt, You know what, dude? Bloodsport is a lot like the fucking debates in America. In the sense that, like something gets brought up and then before you realize it you're in a completely different part of a story and or a conversation you have no idea how the fuck you got there that's this that's this movie so i think we should talk about ray jackson the american guy like the fire i want to know your thoughts on him Mm. well i honestly i don't i try not to i try not to judge any of this stuff because i don't i don't know anything about any of this shit, so I try to, you know, stay in my fucking lane, but, you know, what do you think? Do you remember Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Yeah. He reminds me of him. Like, right, what'd you say his name was again? I'm gonna look him up. Film, I don't know what his real name is. In the film, he's called uh, Ray Jackson. Alright, hold on. Um, but I, I put a note down of his name, and then just a list of words to describe him. I had him as wacky, cocky loud oh this dude i thought you were talking about i thought you were talking about one of the other fucking guys all right man uh, you know what i like this i like this dude but he, this this guy is what made it feel like comedy more than anything to me because he added that vibe to it i i don't know I think the director was fucking around with us, to tell you the truth. Because <laughs> one minute this movie seems like it wants to be serious, and the next minute, like, bro, that quarter trick we were talking about earlier, that clip from the movie that I watched. Here's how that shit happens. There's there's a dude who has a, 
a thing on his fucking head that looks like something that somebody who is you know what when i saw him with that on his head i just thought of aladdin like i don't i'm not sure what it's called but it looks like something that somebody from saudi arabia would wear yeah it's, I don't... it's like a turban but it's not really a turban i don't think it's, it's something yeah like... i'm not sure what that i'm not sure if that's a religious thing or what what that's about so i'm not even gonna it, it looked like it didn't fit on the person that was wearing it and that's not trying to be a judgment on you know you if you practice what whatever like his you voice know, it, as well was, was yeah, but he was off. He was off, bro. He was off. His mouth would move, and then his words would come out. And then he'd do the huh. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like the the camera just cuts to a bar, dude. And there's a blonde girl standing there. There's this dude with the thing on, and a couple of his goons with him. And he's going, "Come up, you're coming upstairs for an interview." And she's like, "What? No." I'm not going anywhere because whatever you're, she says, whoever it is, is an asshole. And then this guy's like, what did you call me? So apparently he's referring to himself in the third person. He, he speaks like a Chinese imported martial arts movie. This fucking dude. I don't know what is going on. He raises his hand to apparently play the fucking smackdown on this broad. And John Claude Van Damme comes out of nowhere, holds the dude's hand back, and is like, hey, that's enough. Now, they get into it, and he's like, I will I will challenge you. No, 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 hold on. He said, it's not worth it to get kicked out of the tournament over, over this girl, over her. It's not worth it. And the guy's like, all right, well, what are you... What do you suggest then, basically? Because I'm about to drag this bitch back to my room because I do what I want, apparently. He's like, oh, well, uh, I'll I'll make you a bet. If I can, I'm going to put this quarter into your hand. If I can grab it out of your hand before you can close it, I get the girl and you leave her alone. And he basically agrees to it. And so they do it. It's a coin switch whatever slide a hand basically and then that's the end of this character that was the whole purpose of this i don't know what was i guess to make him appealing well, actually, to the hero he well convene i don't know if you noticed it but he's actually the first one that he fights in the tournament as well um yeah I thought, oh, look how that worked out that's that's conveniently just put in its place do you know what i mean like they have that that scene at the bar and then Five minutes later, he's fighting him in the tournament like it's his first opponent, and I thought that's just laziness in like terms of script. And I just thought, look, that's just convenient. And it, uh, yeah, I didn't really feel that because one minute he's there's there's that scene which is a bit silly anyway, and then he's fighting him as his first opponent, and I thought, what's the odds of that? Yeah, but to go to go circle back around real quick. I'll share my screen so that you all can see who it is that we were talking about before. Because I want to give this guy his fair shake here. This is basically, I don't know, what would you, were they friends? I don't know. Oh, they met in an arcade. That was also yeah. a part of the character development that I forgot about because it wasn't important enough to remember. Because it had nothing to do with the fucking movie. But this dude is standing there with them when they're doing this quarter shit. 
And uh, he's like, I hope you know what you're doing. And he's got a look on his face like this. He's all he's all nervous about it. It really does make it seem like more of a comedy. But I, I don't know. So this, I'm back and forth with it. To be honest with you, when I was watching this dude, I was like, my heart breaks for this kid. If this is his favorite, if this is his favorite martial arts movie, like I, I feel terrible for that. Would be I'm trying to think of something that I could possibly, you know what? That that's what the, what this would be like is if somebody told me that their favorite mob show of all time was Lily Hammer, dude. I would be like, what? The Sopranos exist. That was the worst thing that was ever made. Sill wasn't even Sill anymore. Don't pay attention to that film. Just give him the money. Let him go home. Don't do that to the man. But, you know, I, it was rough, dude. Not to be... I, in, go ahead. I, no, I was just going to say, like, I don't... Like I said, I, I we need to do more films that probably some I haven't seen as well. And then I think I have a better... Uh, way of understanding like it how where it sort of ranks check out I don't know but as I said I think that's all I've got a bit of a soft spot for it and but watching it I did see things that like it's not like you're gonna say no shit but like for on my side as well it's not like perfection. Like even though I, I've got a soft spot for it, I did realise more watching it now that it's definitely got flaws to it that I might not have seen when I was younger when I first watched it well yeah of course I mean dude I wouldn't that would be crazy which if I mean that's that's I don't want to I don't want to get into that conversation because that's nothing to do with what we're talking about but if I wouldn't expect anybody to pick up on that the undertones of this movie at the young age because you know it's I mean? like when you're a kid in it and you like a like a video game or something and then that's what this that's basically what this was was they just they put 10 minutes of a movie together in the beginning to just have the runtime long enough to get to the action it seems like this movie was made to produce action figures seems like i think you get that kind of like you'll play it as a kid and you'll love it and you have fond memories of it and then you revisit it like as an adult and you play it again and it's not like you might like bits of it but it's not like you remembered it fully in your head you you don't enjoy it as much as you probably did when you when you first did it as a kid right well i mean uh, dude also i like i said i mean as bad as this movie is i guess i give it an overall pass because of the the time it was made and the tone that it was made in not that not that it's really acceptable on any level for the martial arts for for any of it because it all could have been done so much better. I would have preferred a movie to tell you the truth with with John Claude Van Damme and uh Bolo just you know fighting each other like on some rocky shit. I would have preferred a, a movie on just that that you will feel the same about John Claude Van Damme because I've seen him in other films and I do think that he's corny, like just how he acts. 
but like I just think you can't this 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 one is not his I don't judge him off of this. I've seen him in other shit that I actually have liked him in. You know, you can't always you can look at this guy and be like, yeah, he's a cornball, but at the same time, like he's just that classic Hollywood tropey type of personality dude as far as you know action movies are concerned. You know that one where he was running around with the fucking long hair and the guitar, man. The the guitar <laughs> case with the guns in it. You know, you know what I'm talking about I don't know what the name of it is. Now you're thinking of someone that's Desper- desperados. Or whatever it's that's called. a different dude. That's um Steve, not Steven Seagal. Fuck it, no, I can't. Antonio Banderas. Oh shit! Whoops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I knew exactly as soon as you said that what film you meant. Um, what did you think of the um like in quite early on in the film when his master's training him when he goes to visit him, um, and he's training him, he blindfolds him at like their their dinner table and he he tries to chop him and he blocks it when he's got a blindfold on. But obviously that goes back into the film later on near the end where he has to start using his senses and stuff. What did you think of like that scene where he's blindfolded and then like the the scene later on in the film where he gets kind of blinded and has to get like the flashbacks of his training and the senses? Did you think that that was a bit unrealistic or did you like it? See, I I argue with myself because on one hand, I want to say they're trying they're trying to show you that you can do cool shit if you learn how to do this stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, they're going about it in such a cartoonish type of a way that it's hard to it's hard to really take any of it seriously. But I mean, they they attempted it. You know where where you seen where you see that shit happening is like all right, man. I have to I have to remember that I trained for this moment. I could do it. I can handle it. Like we all have thoughts and anxieties like that when we get into situations where the pressure is on. So I get what they were trying to do. Again, I just really wish that they would have. I wish the movie would have taken itself a little bit more seriously. It would have been. Great to have seen that, but I understand why it was done the way that it was. Do you think that when they made it, though, that they were aware of, like, how kind of outlandish it was? Or do you think because of the time that it was made, do you think they looked at it and was like, we're actually, like, professionals, like, we're doing a great job? I honestly, I mean, really, dude? It's a talk of... How can they think that? But I'm just, I'm just wondering. Like, like, maybe they thought they were doing like a serious film w- with elements of comedy in it. But then I hope, we- I hope <laughs> that the person that made that film was not serious. I hope the person that made that film was not serious. I mean, the actors should take it seriously always. But yeah. you can't write that script and take yourself seriously. There's, there's no way. And if, if somebody did, okay, but. I also blame Hollywood for that. Look at all the reboots that they have made over the years. There are very few original movies that get made, and fewer than those are actually even any fucking good. They, I, mean, that, I don't know if you... Sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to say before I forget. When I when I started the, the show, when you was like um, sort of muted, 
I said about the director. And the director um, was an assistant director for Godfather Part 2. Now, I'm just thinking of that because that's like a serious film. Yeah. <laughs> and now this is like the other end of the spectrum. So I just think that that's very interesting because it, it said that he was an assistant director for Godfather Part 2, but he's still involved in it. What that sounds like to me, what that sounds like to me, is that that's why the fucking action of the movie probably holds up the way that it does. Yeah, because that was probably you could see where he had the hand. I don't know shit about the making of this movie, but it looks like the storyline and the tournament are two different films. If I told you the dude that directed Godfather 2 directed the tournament scenes, you would probably believe that, right? Yeah. But if I put his name on the beginning of that movie, you would go, there's no fucking way. So that also makes me think maybe he had a slight hand in the way it was done, but he didn't want he didn't want to take credit for what it was going to be. And then, of course... There's Godfather 3. I don't know if he had anything to do with that. But, I mean, maybe they were trying to go for a comedy action angle. I mean, you would, you would, you would think so, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I want the motive to be clear. You know, yeah. you know what? Uh, Jack, I think it's Jack Reynolds, whatever the fuck. There's a show on uh, Amazon. That has the dude from the office in it. You know what I'm talking about? The, the lanky kid. I know who you mean, but I I don't. I've never watched the American one. I because I've I watched the, the the UK one is one of my favorite ever comedies, but I've never actually watched the American one. But I think I know who you mean just from seeing like clips on YouTube or whatever. Hold on, I think I fucked up the name of the thing. Yeah. I don't know, I fucked up the name. I don't know what it is, but I was saying there's a the show on Amazon I was talking about. That kid being in an action thing seems kind of ridiculous, but the way it was written, it was written well enough that you gave his... I don't want to say bad acting, but the guy is clearly not an action hero, right? Like some people have that look and people, some people don't. There are scenes in the show, and I'm going to connect this in a minute. There, there are scenes in the show that uh, he does well, but there are like scenes where he's running and shit when they focus in on his face. It just doesn't, it don't look believable. You can tell that it's a show. I think in the same way that that looks like that, with maybe certain actors, there just is, there's that kind of cheesy element to it. I, maybe that's just what they bring to the yeah. camera. But I'll, I'll, it is, though, I brought up that show just to say, like, even with that guy who clearly is not an action star, this, this show, whatever it's called, that I'm doing a terrible justice to it by not remembering it, but it really was great. It had the guy from The Wire in it, too, man. I like that dude, and I don't know his fucking name because I'm a bad person, but that fucking guy is great and everything that he's in also. But what I'm saying is they they had the ability to write this fucking thing better, regardless of who they had. You could have had Rodney Dangerfield 
play the role of Jean-Claude Van Damme in this movie. And if you wrote it fucking well enough, it would have been a good film. But I just feel like it was lazy. What did you I, make of the... Um, I think you touched upon it earlier, but um, the, the scene where he has to break the bricks in the, in the tournament and... Well, and, uh, remember, that's how, that's how they test him to let him in. Yeah. Because they say, you're not, you know, hold on. This dude says that he's a shinobi or whatever the family name is. And they're like, what, how? He doesn't, he don't look like one. And then surprisingly, at a left field, a, a person who just happens to be in the crowd is going, so what, he doesn't look like one. If he says that he, that's what he is, then that's what he is and let him into the tournament. So they bring out, I think, like six bricks, seven. Yeah, right? I didn't even count, but yeah, yeah. And uh, he does that Street Fighter shit where he goes, he has like the fist of he has the fist of death or whatever the fuck they called it. And you're like, oh well, all right, well if you if you're really a member of this family, then you will I think be they called it the death touch. Yeah, death touch. There it is. If you really have the death touch, then you should be able to whack these bricks and split them in half. And he even goes, this is how ridiculous this is. I don't know if people could do this in real life. I'm sure they probably can. I've seen people do crazy shit. He goes, pick a brick, like a card. Like a, <laughs> I, he's a magician, man. Pick a card, any card. Pick a brick, any brick. I'll break any one of them. And the guy's like, yeah, hey, give me the fourth one down. And he chops it in the fucking brick just shatters in half like a stick of dynamite was placed in between the two of them and he's like all right well i guess you can join the tournament now you've proven you know, that you're a member of this clan because you broke a couple of bricks with your hands we gotta let you in this is one of the scenes that i watched it and when i was a kid i was like this that's is the coolest shit ever, ever. yeah i'm watching it and i'm like ah. Oh, this is not cool. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, dude, I know you can't do that. Those are cardboard. You better go lay down somewhere. It's like he does it, and it goes like slow motion. He has no like pullback of like to get any force behind it. Literally like the slightest movement, and then the like the Bruce Lee like face of like when he's just killed someone, and and I was just like, it, this scene really doesn't work. Yeah, no, it, this this movie made me appreciate the other movies that I've seen in my life. Fucking <laughs> great, and it really does make me go. You know, it doesn't matter how long ago a movie was fucking made if it was done right. God damn it, you need to appreciate that forever. I, what I would I, say about this scene though is that you get one of the only lines you get out of Bolo Young in this because he, he sees him do it and then he's like. Um, very good, but Brick not hit back. And I was like... Yeah, I I enjoyed that line a little bit simply because I felt like that was the only honest line in the whole fucking film. Yeah. To tell you the truth. Well, looked... well, you got to introduce him like with his first like bit of dialogue in the film of like probably a couple lines he has in the whole film. And you introduce him through a scene like that. I was like... Ugh. Like, I know if you watch Chinese Hercules, you would think that he was a mute, but clearly if the man can talk, give him a fucking sentence. Will you please look at him? He clearly knows what he's doing. He knows how to operate. He made it into the room. He made it into this fucking film. Can you write the man a decent line of fucking dialogue, please? Like, what? 
That's the fucking representation that you give this man all that he's done for you, you ungrateful fucks. You fly him all the way in from wherever the fuck he's from, and you give him that? Shame on you. Shame on you all. And the fact that this fucking movie was made and praised by people is appalling. You know, no disrespect. I <laughs> leave right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, dude, like that shit really does bother me, though, man, because that could have been a great moment. This is why I'm grateful for Jackie Chan and Jet Li. Let's let's talk about it, right? Like, really, I know Bruce Lee is the man, and everybody talks about how great he is, but Bruce Lee to me is like the Sugar Hill Gang. They created rap music, but I'm listening to Biggie and Pac. You know what I mean? I, I recognize Bruce Lee. I see who he is, what he's done. I got to watch his movies when I can really sit down and have the patience to take it in for what it is. But Jackie Chan and Jet Li just dominated fucking the movies, dude, for years. So to be able to see those dudes be able to come back and fight through badly written dialogue, movie after fucking movie, up to and including all the Rush Hour films, acting like he can't complete a fucking sentence. I see him in the interviews when they're talking to him. You know, the man can speak. You, He's got to slow down. You need the captions on to understand them, but he can fucking do it. Can you let him talk? You know, just I, not to go off on a fucking, rant dude but that shit bothers me man because he this dude could have been a household name he could have been the first household name in martial arts in america instead you know who we got steven seagal we got chuck norris nothing against chuck nothing against chuck but why is this motherfucker not on the goddamn list first come on now stop it these people fucking invented movies that we all look at and we idolize regardless of how bad the dubbing is or the sound effects just because of the amount of skill that it takes to put that shit together. And this is what America brings to the fucking table, dude. For fucking shame, these people don't represent me. I just want to talk on behalf of the American people. This is not the best that we have to offer. Maybe, you know what? Not even in 88. I will bet you money. I'll bet you money right now we can find an indie martial arts film that was made in 88 that would blow the fucking brains out of Bloodsport. And nobody probably ever talked about it because, you know, people didn't know what was up back then. Uh, Sorry, I just kind of sucked all the energy out of the room there. <laughs> I, like, I... Yeah, I, I was going to go into something else and just say that, like, this film is over before you, like, it's just so quick, isn't it, I thought, like, yeah, it's probably a good thing for you because you'd be like, thank fuck that, that, that film is, I'm done with it, but. Yeah, just because there's so many other great ones that I've seen, I don't have the patience to sit down and watch this piece of shit when I can go and. You know, even if you hate the one by Jet Li because of similar reasons for this film, you can at least watch that and see the action in that movie and be like, all right, I can accept the fucking, 
I can accept the script and the acting, whatever. But even if you go to movies like, and this is way far out of the lane of what we're talking about, but Transporter, right? Like that's that's a big one. Um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank now. Of course, I think Lock, Stock, and Two Loaded Barrels. That's not that that was martial arts necessarily, but you know there was there's influence from all this shit. There are better movies even that just touch up on it. That why would I don't want to? I appreciate what the movie did for the time that it was made, and that the actors were in it, and everybody made money, and that exposed a lot of people. That was the stepping stone for a lot of people into Bruce Lee's world. So you have to give the movie credit for that. I just, I can't, we can't have a conversation about it and not address the elephant in the fucking room, which is the, the laziness or the delusion. That is the, the development of the characters, the writing of the script, the dialogue that should have taken place that didn't, the action that was there it's only so good on its own there's a reason why you need a story around a great action movie john wick is the perfect example of if you want a fucking if you want a movie that is pretty much all action with a little bit of a story there it is right there right where this one i mean i guess that's not fair though i'm comparing movies from now to a movie back then you can't do that and i'm sure i'm sure there's somebody watching this right now that is screaming at their computer or their cell phone this movie is the one that is better than nobody's ever heard of before and it will blow your mind i'm sure there is that film i just don't know what it is and real quick I got to jump up and take a leak real fast i'll be right back not to leave right. you holding the show but Okay. So um, I'll just go back into some of the notes I've got, guys, and and, and, and see what you think of it. Um, so I had the, um, Ray's first fight, who is like John Claude Van Damme's like main sort of friend in this film, if you will, another fighter. He has a, a fight, his first fight, but it's against a guy that's like, the size difference is a joke. Like, it's not fair at all. And he just basically crushes him. So I think they could be more creative with who they selected as like the opponent. Sometimes um, they had Bolo Young. His first fight was um, really quick, over really quick against a, a guy that was basically a Bruce Lee wannabe. Which again comes down to the creative side of things. I felt like they they slacked in that little bit. I, I did enjoy it because it it reminded me of Bruce Lee, but. At the same time, I'm like, really? Like, that's a little bit offensive as well because you can't replicate Bruce Lee. Like, there was only one guy. Do you know what I mean? So maybe they thought they were doing it in in honour of him, but I thought it was a little bit lazy again. Um, and Frank's first fight, um, John claude Van Damme in the film, is against the guy he had the altercation with at the bar. And he sets a world record with the fastest win. Um so I think some of the fight scenes, even though I like them, are over far too quick. And yeah, so there are just a few things I wanted to, to say. Um, there's a bit in it as well. They've got like a cleaner at the tournament that has to clean the, the, the canvas during between fights. And there's a bit where he knocks out, I think it was um, when Frank's fighting that guy from the bar, he knocks out, he's got like a gold tooth. 
and he knocks it out and the, the cleaner mate he like spots it on the canvas and his eyes like flipping go all wide like this and light up and it's like the, it's like christmas to him and he runs over and, and he, he polishes it and then he puts it in his mouth and that and it's just come out of another guy's mouth and i just thought Ugh. it's just one of them scenes that i was just like why is that gotta be in there it was quite kind of like comical again but I did feel that they got the lines mixed between what they were trying to do with the film, whether it was action or just comedy or like they weren't too clear on that. Um, there's another scene where um, John Claude Van Damme is in his his hotel room or wherever they're staying, and he's doing like splits. On he's got like two chairs, and so like he's doing splits. He's got one leg on each chair, and I love that scene, even though it's kind of like a bit people might think, oh, that's a bit gay, or, like, I think it's gangster as fuck, because the flexibility that takes is ridiculous, that's like ballerina shit, like, gymnastics, like, flexibility, I've got a lot of time for, because, especially if blokes are doing it, that, like, a fighters and that, that shit, because blokes have got more muscle volume and stuff, like, it's even harder to get to that flexibility level, so, I appreciate that scene, even though it's quick and, like, a simple scene, because, I'm looking at that thinking, fuck me, if I tried to do that, I'd end up in hospital. So I do appreciate that sort of thing. Um, what else have I got? Oh, there's a guy in it that is like, um, do you, did you see the guy, Jack, in the film that is like, basically, now don't come at me, people, in this and think I'm being racist because I'm really not. But there's no other way of describing it. He's basically got a fighting style of a monkey. And yes, he's a black guy. Uh, talking about, I fucking love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you not? Like I him? know. I I didn't know if we were gonna. I've been dancing around this the entire time. Let me not bullshit you. I wanted to bring this up as like the third order of business. Now, now, what? It, like people are probably gonna get offended by it, but I don't care. Like it's in the film. Yeah, if anyone's yeah. racist, they're racist for putting it in there. I didn't see it as racist because I look at it as it's a fighting style. I've never seen that in a film before, but I thought it was very creative and I, I liked it. He's one of my favorite people in the film and he's got no like lines or anything. But I just appreciate the fact that they've got that style in there because it's kind of effective for a while. Oh, I'm going to. Like, I don't look at that and think oh, that shouldn't be in the film. Like, nowadays, I could see that they probably can't get away with it, but that shouldn't be the case, because I think it adds to the film. I I think it's a testament to how much we talk about race, generally, that this dude pops on screen in this fighting style, and the first thing that comes to our minds is oh, fuck, what are they doing, right? Like, yeah. is it, it sucks that that has to be the you first... You shouldn't have to feel thing. like that. No, because it wasn't... I don't feel like it was that either. I think it was meant to be taken seriously as I took it, but it did... I'm not going to lie to you and say that I didn't for a second go... All right, hold on. This is going to be a make-or-break moment for me right here, because if they fuck this up, I'm out all the way and there's no bringing me back in but no they they continued with it and the dude fucking looked fluent in what he was doing so you know i didn't take it any type of way but of course people who are looking if you're looking for a problem you're gonna find one 
If you're looking for in the film, he gets killed. Well, I don't know if he dies, but like he gets beaten by like a kind of like a, uh, a if you will, like a light heavyweight sumo. Like he basically gets crushed, didn't he? But before that, I think he's sick in the film because he, he's kicking ass, he's quick, and he's hopping around like no one else is. And I'm like, fuck, I couldn't do that. So, do you know what I mean? So I look at it and I'm impressed by it. I'm not Plus, if you look, if you, I don't know shit about martial arts. I'm, that's going to be the slogan to this fucking show, but check <laughs> this out, dude. If you look at that guy's build, he's a tall, lanky dude. If that guy, you don't even know, you don't have to know shit about martial, martial arts to know. If you're tall and skinny and you step to a person who even has a semi-bigger build than you, chances are you're going to get knocked flat the fuck out. I don't care how strong your chin is. This dude, knowing that his body structure is a weakness, then has to adapt and makes himself as small as possible to be able to attack from the ground up instead of, going directly into striking or trying to wrestle down somebody that is like four times his fucking size. So, you know, that's just basic knowledge of shit that I've, I've seen in passing watching MMA and martial arts. And I don't know nothing about fighting dude, but like I said, if you want a problem, you will find one, but I didn't take it that way. And if you, this is one of those moments in this movie where I think that's why I said the, the, the fighting at least will hold up. I said that before I even watched it because I knew it. I knew it already because that's what dragged me in in the first place. But I mean, I, you know, have you gone back and watched the Ninja Turtles, dude? Not properly. I actually put it on the other day at a flat to... um try and get my kids to sort of watch it but they didn't really pay attention so i'd sort of shut it off pretty quick but um do you mean the film yeah um no no i would put like the cartoon series on for them but they weren't interested anyway but that is something that is something that i could imagine like i was saying earlier remember it as a kid as like that is sick there's no flaws with this film and then you'll watch it now and you'll be like, ah, oh, that that don't add up. Do you know what I mean? So, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking. I was trying to think of how I was gonna connect the two together. I mean, I guess it's kind of the it's kind of the same. In a way that the the I asked you if you watched it recently because I have and that's another movie for me that where like the action of the Ninja Turtles holds up but the the story around it and all that shit's kind of shaky. It's not really it's not really great. It's like a means to an end. But I think that was the general style of movies that were made in the eighties. That's what I was trying to do, and I went blank for a second there. My brain had to reboot. Do you know what I think it is? I feel like they. Maybe they didn't mean to do it like that, but I think they insult like the audience because they they're like, ah, oh, they won't understand it if we put all these like storylines in it, and they're, they're just so they they overdo it with the action. But I think that's an insult to people because do you know what I mean? Like people aren't as thick as you think they are. They're not just going there to be like, oh, he, like he got knocked out, and I can't understand the storyline. So 
I think it's a bit of an insult that how them films are, whether it was intentional or not, I just think it's a little bit lazy and, yeah, it's not a good look on people that make the films when they're that, when there's not enough balance in the film because the, at the end of the day, the audience suffer. Well, I was going to say, we can, we can illustrate our point like this. Rather than try to justify our existence in this argument, I thought, why don't we just look up in general movies that came out in the 80s? Now, I don't know how many of these you've seen, but if I could go through the list real quick of just shit that I've seen. Beetlejuice is... I don't want to go through... I'm just going to go through the movies as they apply to what we're watching now. Short Circuit, a little bit. Have you seen this one? Yeah. So, maybe a little bit. Kind of influenced, but not really. And then... um, But look look at what was out, dude. 83, Scarface came out. And you're trying to tell me that nobody could write a decent martial arts movie? Beetlejuice was 88, but Tim Burton's not thinking about martial arts, man. All right, The Karate Kid came out in 84. I mean, well, there's your argument. Like, we'll probably go into the, do a Karate Kid show, but just quickly, I think that Karate Kid has a better storyline than than some of the ones we've done so far, and that's like arguably more targeted towards younger people as well, but I think that that has more of a storyline than some of the ones we've done. All right, check this out, dude. The Karate Kid... Well, Batman Batman had a little bit of fighting in it, but I don't really... I guess you can kind of count that, but that's 89, so yeah, never mind. The Karate Kid was first, right? You see that in 84. Now, we go down here and... Where'd it go? 84, remember that? Die Hard was 88. Bloodsport was also in 88. I'm not, again, I don't have any concrete evidence to support this theory other than clearly, as you can see, the Karate Kid was made in 84. Die Hard was, Bruce Willis was discovered already a star, then made Die Hard. I guess in that same year, maybe it was a similar director or that genre of films, however it happens, they find John claude Van Damme copying a similar style, and there you have the fucking birth of martial arts movies in America. When Let me look and see. I'm just going to let you run this for a minute. I'm going to go to the toilet. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm going to... Hold on. Hold on. Let me share the screen again. Because I want to see... What else... What else was in the... What else was in the 80s that is relevant? Make sure I don't miss anything. Alright, yeah, that's it. I think. Uh, Weird Al... Okay, nope, horror, so Elvira. Staying to deliver, I think that would be a drama, not martial arts. Come on now. 
Yeah, dude. I think that's I think that's a solid argument. That's exactly that's where my money is. I rest my case, Your Honor. I rest my case. Come on now. Bit it right off of that. I get it. It's got to be done somehow. Hollywood's lazy. We know that already. But I mean, what are you going to do? Even that's what I, motherfucker. Hold on. Martial arts movies in the 80s. Eighties and nineties. Let me see what comes up. So one thing I want to ask you about is the soundtrack. What did you think? Oh shit! Thank you for bringing that up and saving me because I'm having a hard time trying to find what what basically was the first. I, I guess Bloodsport was the first martial arts American movie, at least from my limited Google search that I just did. Uh, but I, I shot out a tweet last night while I was watching the film, which I will pull up and reference the Twitter now, which you should go and follow if you like this show. As soon as I could figure out how to... Pull it up. I'm a mess right now. Give me a second. Here you go. I think for me, the soundtrack, it, it wasn't good, really. I mean, I think in some scenes it works. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. What are you doing? Because that's from, um, I can't remember. I think that might be a uh, kickboxer. Hmm. Um, Probably, I saw it. I saw it, and I couldn't pass it up. But follow this account, dude. Stay up to date with what the show is doing. I know it's early for plugs, kind of, but I thought I would throw this out there. Just for me, the the soundtrack, yeah. I think, yeah. There's a few scenes where I I think they get away with it, but there are. I think they overdo it with it. Like there's scenes, especially in some of the fighting scenes. I'd rather them just have sounds of like them hitting each other rather than just putting like 80s pop music over it and stuff right like i said i said um fun fact tlc's producer scored blood sport my actual note was soundtrack very 80s and questionable <laughs> it sounds bro if you go go back and do you do you know who tlc is yeah okay you go back and listen to Red Light Special, dude, and you tell me when he when when John Claude Van Damme is running away from fucking Forrest Whitaker and them that it doesn't sound like they hijacked the extra track off Crazy Sexy Cool, dude. It's insane. It sounds like a fucking R and B record, saxophone playing in the back. Like when I I went. I'm going to be honest. I, I had to tap out for a minute. I had to tap out for a minute. I couldn't do that movie all at once. I had to go outside. I couldn't do it. I had to get air. had to see trees. had to just make sure I was still walking around on solid ground because my world started getting shaky. When I when I closed my door behind me, I swear to God, I, 
it sounded like I was blaring old 70s porn music <laughs> in my living room, dude. Wild. Wild. But it really does. It, it sounds like that, which is hilarious because it has, like, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't match the tone of what you're trying to do. It's silk stockings and fucking uh, law and order sex music. Do you know what I think would have made the film better as well? That they they filmed this in Hong Kong, most of it anyway, I think. And there's a certain shots outside in that where they're actually in the streets of Hong Kong and stuff. And they, you see like the signs and the buildings and that. And I think that that would have just made added to the film if they'd have had a bit of more stuff outside. And can I tell you the truth, the dude? And, if you yeah, would have told me this movie was shot in Chinatown in New York, I would have believed you. There's well, nothing well, about. What I will say is that when I first saw it, like with the signs, and I actually looked it up because I thought if they just cheated and gone to like, um, yeah, like do you know what I mean? And I, but from what I read, it, it was in Hong Kong. But that's what they I mean. use. Like, why film over there and then not use like the locations that I think would have added to the film? Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say the same thing. They they did nothing. They did nothing over there. Nothing. You could have got that view in New York City, dude. Why the fuck would you go all the way to Hong Kong just yeah. to shoot storefronts? Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, why, give me a fucking a car scene. Something, dude. Does the guy not travel between his house and the fucking tournament ever? You never see this dude eat. You never see it. Not that I want to watch. I don't want to watch him eat <laughs> or anything like that. But I'm saying it's like he's a superhuman, bro. He just exists. Like there's no part of his life that exists outside of this tournament. And, of course, rescuing... Uh, white women from... What did you make, like, going into that, what did you make of her in the film? Because for me, I don't need to be doing... I can't be... I ain't got no patience for it. Like, she doesn't need to be in the film. Yeah, use... Like, I hate this... Is she... The actress is not useless. Her role in this film, again, because the dialogue was made useless. But I also feel like maybe that's because they didn't think that women could that the audience would be able to handle fucking women talking either. I don't know what is like, I know it's uncomfortable to say, dude, but that's fucking history, man. And at the same time, you could take your pussy hats and, and calm the fuck down, dude. Right? Like, but if, if I had a choice, I'd take the scenes of her out of it where he's like eating with her and like in bed and that and put something in where you go into like a little bit of flashbacks with like Bodo Young's character or something. Yeah, anything. And it was especially because you're already in Hong Kong. How come you didn't give us a backstory on that guy? He's just yeah. there. The ultimate warrior just appears. Like, that dude is more interesting than every person you've showed me leading up to this point. So, I just, the- I just that, that really annoyed me about the film because they kind of put a little bit of time into scenes with her and him and i just thought she doesn't even need to be there you could have spent well, all the time again with her scenes and, and used them for something else soap opera but they do the same they do the same shit today go watch any any movie pretty much any fucking movie now that has been made 
they they all do the same shit. There's two characters. It's a fucking love interest. That's what the whole movie is based around. Is these characters falling in love and eventually having fake sex on camera? That's what it's. That's what it's all about. It's it's annoying that that's always the dominating factor in in a movie. I don't give a fuck about their romantic relationship. You brought me to Hong Kong. Let me see some shit, man. What the fuck are we doing? Nothing about the culture. You don't go out to a restaurant. You don't do nothing. You don't go out to eat over there. You don't do a damn. You don't rent an apartment. Where is he staying? You don't give us a damn thing. Nothing at all. Why? Such a waste. And you give us a CIA backstory to toss Forrest Whitaker in to give him a couple of minutes on screen. I appreciate you for that. But his role was pretty much useless too. And so was the other guy. You said you liked the CIA side of it, but... The problem was- I liked I liked the idea when I watched the trailer and they said that there was a CIA operation that was going over to Hong Kong or whatever that that he's a rogue agent going over to Hong Kong to try to stop some crazy shit from happening right that's that's how I understood it in the trailer and that they're yeah. all telling him you can't do it because it violates whatever treaties whatever's going on but then when you watch the film, there's no there's no purpose for it. They could have taken that angle and ran with it, but instead they used it like that was like SEO words for back in the day, dude. Like they yeah. threw in CIA as a tag just to get I, people's attention. I I just like you said, I think it could have worked better if they like worked on the storyline side of it more. But there's a bit in there where before he has the final fights and that that they like catch up to him and they could like basically like he's not fighting you know what i mean and i just think and they let him fight and i just like that's not realistic because in i know it's a film but when it's just how about how about when how about when uh the the cops catch up to his friend that we were showing earlier yeah. They get up to that dude in the in the lobby, I think, of the hotel they were staying at, which, by the way, also was just a regular inside of a hotel. Could have been anywhere in the world. Thanks for that stunning fucking... <laughs> really appreciate it. But the, the, the CIA guys uh, rush the hotel. Jean-Claude Van Damme runs out of the room. The guy that he was hanging out with just kind of stands there to block the cops out of the way because how big he is and the cops just run over they push him onto the couch and they're like sit down and stay there and then they run off and that's it you know what makes me laugh as well when john that uh john claude van damme jumps over the couch and he disturbs that couple and he takes the time out of his day to be like sorry guys (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, uh, but that's the other thing too, dude, is the second that this guy graces the screen, you're just supposed to know, oh, like, he's the man, like, yeah. everybody, everybody wants to be this guy, like, oh, don't, don't mind me, I'm getting in the way, don't mind me getting in the way of your day, I'm beautiful, check me out, you like it, right, I'll see you later, that's basically what, that's what that was, what the fuck are we doing, I don't understand, like, I understand. <laughs> Everybody has to pay their dues, man. That, that's what, what I was thinking. Um, 
the the slow motions in the film. Like, there's quite a few scenes where it's like goes slow motion, and like some facial expressions and that. And I can I don't. Uh, this is why reaction videos are popular. This is why reaction videos are popular. This is why every comedy show you ever watch, the camera pans over to the crowd. If it's a joke's about a black guy, the camera's to the black dude. If it's, you know what I mean? They they do that shit. This is why we're obsessed with facial expressions because they Hollywood didn't think that we would be able to handle regular paced action. So they had to slow it down and maybe it influenced something great like the matrix to be made years later, which we can all appreciate for how cool it looks. But these guys look like they're having strokes, man. I personally think that they did it because in like the Bruce Lee films, there's, there's scenes like that. And I think that they did it. Oh, you think they were trying to emulate, like, well, Bruce Lee was a badass, though, dude. You're not Uh, a badass. Put the camera down. I mean, I mean, I might be wrong, but I think it's blatantly obvious that that they're, they probably think they're paying homage to him, but. Yeah. I don't know, like. Like, they're making fun of, it's like they're making fun of him, right? Like, this is, this is like you're, you're hanging out with somebody, dude. And uh, one of your mutual friends comes over and it's like, he's making fun of your friend to his face. How do I feel? Like I don't, I don't like that. What are we doing? I thought, I thought you liked this guy. What, what the fuck? <clears throat> um, do you remember that scene as well? There's a that Chung Lee mate. He, he he's fighting someone near the end, and he breaks the guy's leg, and the shin bone pops out. Uh yeah. No, no, no. Thanks. I don't. <laughs> nope. 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 None of that for me. None of that for me. Please. I'll tell you the truth, dude. I uh. uh I don't watch MMA because her uncle, her uncle was watching it one night and he was like, Oh, check this out. It's different from boxing and you know, whatever these two dudes get into a fight, man, punching each other. One guy grabs other dude's head, kicks him in the face and reshifts his fucking nose, dude. And I went, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I don't want to know nothing. I'm not, I don't have an appetite for destruction when it comes to seeing gore and and bones and blood and shit. Like I can, I can eat a pizza and watch the Texas chainsaw massacre, but that's because, you know, that's a different thing. You know, I'm going into it knowing like, I know this is a movie, but I mean, I, I don't like, I don't like shit like that, dude. It, It, it feels too, it feels too real to me, even though no matter how fake it looks, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. But it does, I mean, I know that's supposed to illustrate, I know it's supposed to illustrate his strength, but again, I think it made it look more cartoonish than anything. You I know mean, what I, that, I'm, I'm kind of mixed with it, because I feel like they're, they're trying to do like what Bruce Lee did, and obviously you can't really copy that, and, but I don't know if, I, I still like the scenes, some of them, like, I, and I know it's corny, and I don't know what it is, but I do kind of I'm mixed with it, as I said, because I, I like them, but I do feel like it's a little bit disrespectful as well, because it's like, I think that they blatantly copied it, and I'm just like, I don't know, I just feel a bit weird about it. Um, I mean, I'm saying, dude, I get not knowing, I get not knowing what your voice is, right? If If that's what if that's what this movie was, I mean, really, 
we should look up. I'm gonna look up real quick. The director. Uh, I put a note down as well, a bit of dialogue, which was I think it was like his last line in the film for that um, Chung Lee with a bolo young mate. He, he says to to Frank Dukes when they have the final fight, he's like, "You break my record, now I break you like I break your friend." And I thought, like oh, when he's shit. when he's got given lines, like yes, his voice is a little bit like questionable, but like his lines are actually sick. So it's frustrating, like what we were saying earlier. It goes back to give them more lines. Yeah. Exactly. Because he can clearly deliver them. Yeah. <laughs> the man can the man can fucking handle a camera. Let the it's man work. Cool, like we said with the other films where he's got that intimidation thing. So it, it's kind of like even though he sounds a bit kind of like the rest of them where it's like the dub dub inside of it and that because he's got that intimidation side of him and the facial expressions of like like not necessarily what we was on about a second ago with like the Bruce Lee impersonations, but just when he's normal and he's and he's there's there's shots of him where him and like John Claude Van Damme are looking at each other and stuff. Like he's got that intimidation about him, so I think he kind of gets away with it a bit more when he does have the lines, even though the the dubbing still is is a bit of a joke. Definitely, dude. I'm sorry to have to do this to you, but I gotta jump up and take a piss again real quick, right. but. Look at this real fast. Bloodsport. These are movies that this guy has made. Maybe this will answer some questions. Bloodsport. Well, the Goonies, Goonies. says a lot. Do you know what I mean? That's <laughs> Yeah. DC Cab. I've never I've never heard of that. Blood... I've never heard of the other three. I've got to be honest. I've, I know the Goonies, but I don't know the others. Me neither. Never heard of them a day in, day in my life. But I thought that was an interesting uh, thing to mention. Do you want me to leave that up or bring it down? Um, I don't mind. I'll, I might just go over a few of my notes or something while you're gone. Okay. So, um, yeah, guys. I mean, this is like the last bit of notes I've got anyway. Um, and it is just that when they're having the final fight, um, Frank kind of feels like he's beat him from the start because he like, gets the upper hand, hits him first and um, Chung Lee goes to the floor and everyone's cheering but and then Chung Lee starts getting up Frank's kind of celebrating and he like sneak attacks him um, and he throws um, something in his eyes and stuff but and then he's like stamping and and oh no my bad my bad it's not even Frank he's fighting it's um Ray Jackson who is is his side kind of kick the other fighter in the film he beats um Frank Dukes friend Ray Jackson and he he puts him in hospital, basically, stamps on his head, and then he starts taunting Frank Dukes because they're going to have the final fight. I liked that they set it up like that. Um, but, and I do like, because he, he takes the mate's bandana, the, the bloke that he puts in hospital wears a bandana in a film, even when he's having the fights. And he takes it off as like a, like a trophy, basically, to say, look what I did to your friend. And I did like that they did that in the film. Um, and then, obviously, the line I said a minute ago about you break my my record now, I break you like I break your friend. I did like how they set all that up. And then in the fight with Frank Dukes, he throws something in his eyes and blinds him. And then Frank has flashbacks of his training with his master, where he was blindfolded in his training to make his senses stronger and his like smell and sound and reactions to things without him having to see it. So that 
he has them flashbacks, remembers it, and then he basically has to fight uh, Chung Lee in the final fight blinded. He can't see. So I did like that they did that for the final fight. Um, I don't know if Jacker liked that. I think he f- might think it's a bit forced and over the top, but I liked it. I liked that they went that that route with like the senses side of it because, like, if you think of like blind people and stuff, so there's some blind people that are like musicians that play the piano or they learn it by ear or feel because they can't see. So they have to learn it in other ways. And sometimes they become better at whatever that craft is because the, the other senses that they've got become stronger because they have to focus more on them senses because they've lost a certain sense in the first place. So I did like that they went that route with that. Um, and that's it. That's that's all my notes, really. Um, so, yeah. No problem, dude. I'm, I haven't had the easiest fucking day in the world but that's not it has nothing to do with what we're what we're doing i mean if you want to get into the if you want to get into the ratings dude i would just straight up god how how are we breaking it down what are we, are we just what what sort what was you going to say about the ratings anyway like did you want to do like like storylines characters or just just give it a rating or yeah, I think well, I think we could do all those all those things kind of go into what the overall rating is for me anyway. Yeah, which is you know the characters, the storyline, the action. What is it really about? How does it how does it bring us from one end to the other? Oh, I forgot to say as well, this is actually based on a true story. This film. Yeah, I heard that, but. Uh, how like when <laughs> like well, when I look it up briefly like after i watched it um but the things i was reading that people are like they've got like clips of the bloke on youtube but and then people are like this isn't him this is someone else and so I'm, I'm not really sure to be honest i just thought i'd mention it because at the end of i know the- i did i heard that too it was based off a true all right so hold on let me make sure i got all the details correctly because this is a true story you know it's important you, as a child, broke into a stranger's house because he had a samurai sword who then taught you the ways of martial arts that you then used to your advantage to join the CIA at some point in your life somehow. And then miraculously getting assigned to a case, even if for a brief moment in time, uh, that had something to do with some kind of imp- whatever the fucking main thing was of this movie because who could even remember? God knows they didn't really go out of their way to tell us about it. But you know, like what the what the fuck? I mean, dude? this is the problem with like if it's a real life thing because you don't know what like what parts real. Like yeah, if you, you worked for the CIA. You you went to Hong Kong and got into a fucking martial arts tournament, okay? And that, what does that have to do with? Like, you could have just told that story. I don't I don't think the CIA thing has anything to do with it. I honestly feel like it was just a tagline to get people's attention. Uh, again, uh, we don't think you can pay attention to anything unless. Well, that shit was probably you know hot even back then. 
So I don't, I don't know, dude. Honestly, I give this fucking thing overall true story or not. What, what could possibly be true about it? I felt like nothing was uh, started or resolved with this film. Felt like I was just subjected to a bunch of random scenes of things. It looked like somebody fused a martial arts tournament in between their favorite B-rated soap opera. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I give this shit a fucking five flat, dude, simply because it opened the door for martial arts and you have to accept it and acknowledge it regardless of how it fucking feels to do it. That's what it is. So, well, it's, it's better than I thought you'd say anyway. I, like, in a way, you was, I thought you was going to give it like a two. So, <laughs> I mean, I, but if it wasn't for what it did for the culture, I would. But simply for the fact that they had the sense to get decent actors to be in it. You know, uh, but they, again, they didn't use them to how they could have been used. With it. Like, similar to what we said about the um, uh, the Taoist Master. Like, good cast, but they don't use them properly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but still, that's the only reason. The only reason why is because at least they had the sense to get them, even though they didn't use them properly. And the action did hold up, but that was probably because of the dude that directed The Godfather. Uh, having a small hand in this, I would imagine. I mean, I, I'm honestly up in the air with my rating because I want to give it an eight, and you'll be like, "Fuck off!" But like, just because, like, I feel like no. I but there's there's a nostalgia. It. There's a nostalgia to it, though, for I, for some people, right? Like, I'm if I valued. If I, I don't, you know what, dude? This is the same way. Bloodsport to you is probably what fucking doggy style is to me. The the album, like it's not, it's not really great lyrically if you if you dissect it. If it's more so the, the delivery and shit like that, but you have to acknowledge a good classic is a fucking classic. Whatever. Same thing for, but if I, you know, if I valued. Martial arts movies the same way that I value music. And this one was basically the first thing outside of the Karate Kid that I stumbled on. You know, I probably would feel that way too. Just because it opened the door for you um, to uh, discover other shit. I'll probably give it an 8. But I would say that it would sort of like teeter between an eight and a seven and a half like i could e i could give it a seven and a half as well um so yeah like i'm not really giving an answer because i'm trying to i'm kind of giving two ratings but it would either be a seven and a half or an eight for me i think like i said i i definitely understand what you're saying for a lot of it and there's like my memories of the film is more than when i watched it back kind of thing i'm like yeah this this doesn't add up and this is a bit corny and that doesn't need to be in the, in the film. And, but again, like, I feel like I can sort of bypass a lot of it because it's just like you said, like you've got fond, like it holds close to you and you don't necessarily always know why, but it just, it's just one of them ones that does. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have movies like that. I'm sure. Like I can't think of any of them off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's definitely some shit that I could say that the same thing for that just I gets do a... think that the storyline, like, 
just wasted again like they don't go into it deep enough it's too fast of a film like it's an hour and a half but if you, once you start watching it like i know you said you had to go away a few times but if you sat through it like it feels like you've watched it in in about half an hour because of how fast paced it is but i think that's to its detriment like to its detriment because it it doesn't take its time with like building stuff up and so Check this out. Is, is just it's average storylines locations are just poor like we said because if they used hong kong and like the cities and just outside in that a bit more that would have added to it a lot more i really would have liked to have seen even if it wasn't um chung lee like the main bad guy in it even if it was like his um that ray jackson who the american fighter or some of the other fighters like they show the different styles but they don't really go into like how they learn them styles or do you know what i mean just i don't think there's any there's not enough story there like with anyone no there's not and i, I was gonna say check this out that was only a few seconds imagine that for an hour and a half i can't, I can't see nothing no, that's that's the point. I know. I didn't see anything or say anything <laughs> for a few seconds because I want to illustrate the point. Imagine how long an hour and a half is. And the amount of t- on its face, you're like, yeah, an hour and a half for a movie is not a long time. But when you even cut a clip for fucking YouTube or Instagram, you realize how valuable time is is and the tool that it is for you to use and they gave you an hour and a half with a fucking budget who the fuck even knows how much money i'm gonna i'm gonna look this up i I just think it's sad isn't it because like we've said various times in this one today like they the casting like the people they pick on the whole is good but then it's like they're they're not trusting them to to basically do their job like really they're like restricting them they've got like restraints on them like yes you've got given a role you're getting paid for the film but we're going to have the controls like we're they're like puppets basically they're not really given the the free roam of like like acting on on the spot or coming up with things off the cuff that could add to things and you know what i mean yeah and there's not i don't see anything listed for how much the budget of the movie was but i imagine it probably wasn't cheap to get that dude that they got and then to travel all the way to hong kong i mean honestly the cost to get the damn location is probably the reason why we were stuck looking at the storefronts because they probably didn't have enough money to actually go anywhere and shoot anything worth fucking looking at 1.5 million dollars was the budget and how much did they make back uh i don't know i literally just Google okay. the budget. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like even so, with that, you like without even going into what they made back. One well, yeah, you said one point five million they got. Yeah. So how much how much are they given each of these? Like I don't know I don't know how much a million is because I've never seen that much money in my life, but I mean I know how quickly it can go. So I can't imagine So they said apparently on on um Jean Claude Van Damme they reckon he earned Twenty-five thousand for it, which is just nothing. Yeah, well, they probably all were. This is eighty-eight too, dude. So this is in the beginning of the careers for them. 
or at least for him. And uh, the other guy probably got 50. If Claude got 25, he probably got 50 at least, if not 75. Yeah, you would. Well, I mean, I don't know. I can't say this to be a fact, dude, but I do know that if if you watch television shows, dude, if you ever notice sometimes that there are actors in the background who are playing extras, but their their mouths are moving, but you're not hearing them say any words. That's because if they talk, if they talk, they have to get paid. But you can sit them two actors down at a table and give them 50 bucks each and say, when I say action, I want the two of you to move your lips like you're having a conversation, but don't say a word. And they get away with doing that. Whereas if you if you had them actually speak lines, you might have to give them a hundred each. So this dude could have gotten paid 75 grand and said, I'll, I'll be in your movie but I'm only doing a couple lines or better yet. If this is the script that you're handing me, you're giving me at least 75 for me to do this shit. I'd have to imagine. Again, I can't prove anything and we're basing everything off of um, speculation here, but I mean, that that's what we do. So yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to give it an eight because my, my, my heart is telling me to give it an eight. But as I said, it could easily sort of go between a seven and a half to an eight. Um, but it's not without its faults. I do agree with a lot of what you've said about it. It's just because I've got that nostalgia for it. And I kind of, it was one of the first introductions for me of, of martial arts as a kid. I've just got that kind of, it's like sticking up for like a family member or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I understand that, dude. I understand that. I'm, I feel like that with a lot of shit that I, like, for me, ICP is kind of like that in some ways because their shit is completely fucked. But there was a general good idea behind all of it for a little while. Unfortunately, you're left having to defend the entire thing because nobody can focus in and see anything for what it is. They all just take everything at face value, which fucking sucks. But... Having said that, you have my attention for an hour and a half. You have these, these fucking actors that people know today that are great, even if they were upcoming back then. You could have had them say anything, and you dropped the fucking ball entirely. I understand why the nostalgia is a very strong part of this movie, because if it came out tomorrow... I don't think anybody would go, oh, yeah, this movie is fantastic. That would be a career ender for everybody involved if that fucking trash came out tomorrow, dude. No way. So just going off topic for a minute, um, what do you think we should do for the next one? Hmm. That's a good good question, man. I don't... I didn't really... I don't. I've never done it myself, but I know on Twitter that you can you can do like polls, and I know I said to you before about maybe doing a poll for certain films. But obviously, we need people to kind of interact with that as well to give us. Well, dude, this is where I wanted I wanted to say this to you because you have tools at your disposal. I don't think you realize that you have. 
you have over a thousand subscribers on your YouTube channel, which means that you can post, you can post and pin things on your YouTube channel like you would on a Twitter page. I so, you know what it is with the pinning stuff. I've had people say that to me before, like regarding to, um, well, just different topics that I've done. So that is something that I always forget I can do is like pin stuff. So, yeah. Definitely. I mean, you could you could run a poll like that. I've seen that done before. I mean, outside of that, I also I don't I think we did we talk we talked about doing other movie genres last time, right? Or did I plan all this in my head? And you're no, we did. About um, we just didn't really like sort of go into like dig into it really, like because I I suggested maybe do something like um, off topic that's not martial arts, like once a month. Whether that's horror or action or whatever, but just to change it up a bit. Um, yeah, I'm in. I'm into that, dude. I want to do that. I want to do that this week. I think just so I don't, because I don't want to overdose on martial arts. I know it's great. I love it. I appreciate it. But you can't watch the same thing every week. That would drive me. I want to quit this fucking show. <laughs> I, I really. This is why, like, I, dude. To tell you the truth, I don't have. I don't. I have like seven, eight hours of the podcast ready, but because I don't want to sit and edit them, I'm just going to record a new hour. I'm doing that with this. Like I want everything, everything just to be new. You know, I don't want to get bored. Oh shit. Okay, I think we're I think we're all yeah, right. Oh yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, I was I was gonna I was just saying is I just don't want to get bored doing the same shit every week. No disrespect to martial arts, but I think it's healthy to change it up a little bit. Plus, you know, there's so many different movies. Why limit yourself to one specific genre? That's crazy. So, um, if we're gonna do that next week, have you got some in mind that you wanna? Actually, I do. You sent me a list of movies. Remember, I think, or maybe this is a martial arts movie. I don't know. I'm a I'm fucking hold on. I oh, think you might have the Wikipedia stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was um. Well, I I basically just searched UK martial arts films, so that's all the ones that have come up. But I don't know if they're all classed as martial arts films anyway. Okay. I think some okay. of them are classed as like action films, so I'm not really sure. Yeah, 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 I think so. I'm going to look up real fast. UK martial arts films. Because I want to see if we get the same, if I get the same list of the Wikipedia that you did. Because if I did, there's a movie that I want to suggest that we do. Oh. I would say um maybe after this one so in a couple of weeks time we could we could do Kill Bill if you want because I know that you've been wanting to do that and, definitely um I think I've seen it but it was a long time ago if I have I can't really remember it too well so okay hold on I'm trying to I want to pull this one up yeah Hold on, where's the... This is the one I want to do next, dude. 
I'll pull the trailer up for this right now. I'm pretty sure you said that you've never seen Hitman. It rings a bell, but I don't think I have seen it. I, but I, I, I think I know the name, so I'm not sure. Okay, hold on. I gotta switch the screen up one more time. Those who speak of a man bred from the world's deadliest criminals, raised by an exiled brotherhood of the church. His purpose to rid the world of the evil that infects it. Most believe. His very existence is a sin, but others know he is a necessary evil. How do you feel about this so far? Do you know what it is? I, I know why I've heard of it. It's because they brought a video game out of it. I never yes, played it, sir. but... That's why I it rings a bell. I never saw the film. Did they make the video game because of the film? Or No, I think the video game came first, I'm pretty sure. I don't know much about it, although I know there was a version of the video game that was on PlayStation 2. Yeah. I'm I just pretty remember sure. like the... Like, Bro, this game. game is the fucking... This game is the shit, dude. You have to literally... You have to do everything exactly right like if you're gonna sneak up on somebody and kill them you literally have to pay attention to every noise in the room you can't make a sound like real world rules apply in this game it's fucking awesome so yeah we'll um we'll we'll, we'll definitely do it well there's i'm playing this one and then there's a there's one other one i'm gonna throw into the mix before you make a decision okay but, it's good that at least the trailer has you interested. Who are you? The place I was raised, they didn't give us names. They gave us numbers. What was your number? 
uh, the story always has to divert to some type of a fucking love story. Thank you, James Bond. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Other than that, it's a fucking, it's a good well, one. There's one scene in that that made me smile a minute ago. Was, like, I thought it was super cool. Like, they did the, he was checking the reflection on the spoon. I was like, oh, I've never seen that before. Yeah, that's, dude, that's what I mean. Like, in the game, you have to do shit like that. I just, I was just playing Hitman 2. Uh, I was still trying to get past the demo level. It's really fucking hard. But you got to sneak through the grass. You have, you have, um, oh, oh my God. I don't know what it's called, dude. You have a senses where, like, you can, you can pick up on people's vibrations and shit so you know where they're at in the room it's fucking it's great dude but i don't want to big that up anymore now i remember you telling me about this one yep now this one i'm pulling up just because i want to because of what you do i'm interested to seeing what it is that you would pull away with this movie from a from a like a thinking man standpoint but here's the trailer don't you want to be happy happy what you got something against being happy happy <laughs> what? like there ain't no such thing not for nobody no where were you standing i never saw you i was on the platform on the platform Standing on the platform, minding my own business. Here you come, all in hands. I've got to go. You don't need to go, Professor. Just stay here and visit with me. No more time. We can talk about something else. Open the door. Don't, don't go out of Open the door. Don't confess, please. Open the door. What if I tell you a jailhouse story? You stayed in? All right. I reached out and I got hold to this table leg and it come off in my hand just as easy. And I went to wailing on this head. And I ain't quit. I ain't quit. So you could see it was a hand though, boy. Do you have to use that word? You ever think about Jesus? <laughs> You're serious. I think you know I'm serious. <laughs> Yo, I've never watched the trailer to this movie outside of the first time that I've seen it. But this is how you fucking write a goddamn movie, motherfuckers. Pay attention, goddamn it. Why are you doing this? Me? I ain't got no choice. Of course you have a choice. No, I ain't. Lord. We thank you for the life of the professor that you have returned to us. You're not making any sense. Oh! His eyes roll back in his head. You look at some big black angel got to snatch your hunky ass out of there at the last possible minute to save you from destruction. I never suggested any such thing. You're the one who put in the stuff about angels. I don't believe in angels. What is it you believe in? I believe in the Sunset Limited. Now, I don't know, man. That might be a little heavy. I mean, it is heavy. It's really heavy. But I feel like if you're a fucking movie fan of any variety, that is a must-watch. If you're a fan of acting, if you're a fan of writing, if you're a fan of movies in general. I honestly feel that that one would probably be more in my ballpark. But I'm up for doing either of them or both. So... It's just a case of which one we do first and how we decide about, like, are we going to try and get people to vote or I don't really know. What what should we do? 
Well, here's what I say we do. You can put a poll up on your YouTube page because you got a thousand subscribers and the so 500. How, how do I do it though? Do you, do you just like film a video and then like pin a comment? I think you can go under your community tab on your YouTube page and um, write out. You can write out something. You can pin like a. a photo so i can send you a youtube thumbnail of the show and you could just pin it and you should be able to pin a poll up there and just put you know hitman or sunset limited and hopefully the people that follow you will see it and they'll vote on it because i know the people that follow me fucking wouldn't i don't know where all these people disappeared to i only hear from jerk offs in the comments section and tell me to kill myself and i look like a druggie you know what i mean which yeah. Oh, you can blow me, dude. You can get on the mic and do what I do. But that's you know, it's just um, something that doesn't add up um, that I noticed. I posted one of my videos I did recently in like a forum thing. For, it was like a sports video. And on my YouTube, it says I've got like about 15 views or something. But on the forum, it said it's had about 99 views. And I'm like, well, how is that true? Because it's not adding up on the views for the YouTube. Do you know what I mean? So it's just... Dude, I had a video, I had a video, there are two videos that I did. It was an Eminem freestyle reaction video and a Devin Townsend video. I did both of them and I posted them up on the same day because I was curious to see how they were going to go stacked up against each other. And Eminem fell flat at 175 while Devin Townsend was up to 1,600 views the last time i seen it i go back on youtube somebody writes a comment saying dude i thought this video had way more views than this is this a re-upload and i look and it's down to a thousand when there was clearly like i'm one of my most popular videos on my channel is a rugby video that has six thousand views which realistically probably has 14 or twenty thousand. But YouTube fixes the fucking numbers. And I know I sound like a crazy person to say that if you looked at my subscriber count. But you don't have to be a fucking idiot to see the way algorithms work and understand if you don't follow a specific way of doing and saying things that they will make it more difficult for you to be exposed to your audience. Case in point, Alice Little on YouTube. One of the most well-paid sex workers in the fucking country dude if not the richest motherfucker in the game and people don't know her youtube channel exists because she doesn't follow the the rules of the platform the way that they want her to so i'm not saying i'm i'm prostituting or (laughs) or whatever whatever the proper term is she's paid you know all respect do whatever but YouTube fucks with the numbers is my fucking point. No, I definitely agree. Like, we probably sound crazy to people, but unless you're a creator yourself and you, like, and you've, if you haven't experienced this, you'll think that we are crazy. But I've witnessed it like like you have. Like, you look somewhere else and the views are totally different to what it says on your actual YouTube. So something's fishy. Like, it is fucked up because it doesn't add up. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean... I guess we could be able to decide which one we're going to do by which one you should be able to find. 
Yeah, that's the, yeah. That was another thing I forgot to say actually, because we might not be able to get, or I might not be able to get um access to both. So because I know I know the Sunset Limited is an HBO film, but you can probably find it on YouTube. Okay, I may and even it, be able to get downloads for it. My friend like sends me downloads, so it's just like I've said to you before. I I don't always know when I'm going to get them from him, so that's the only problem with it. Well, if I I don't know what it would cost, but I want to try this Express VPN shit I keep hearing about that you can watch shows on different networks internationally because there'll probably be that might be a way that we'll be able to access more yeah. movies going through that. You know, depending on what it costs. I'm gonna when we come off of it, I'm gonna have a look at um see if I can find links to both of them films and then if I can, I'll then like look into like putting a poll up because there's no point putting a poll up if I can't like get both of them sort of thing anyway. So, right. And I mean, I figure, you know, if, even if I had to, I'll check H. I have Amazon, I have Hulu, I'll check both of those, and I got Netflix. So I'll see if any of those three have them. See if I could, I'll figure out a way to find them if I have to. We could do a fucking seven-day trial on HBO Go or Now or Max or whatever the fucking right one is you're supposed to use. But the fact that they're going to charge $15 a month is ridiculous. But, I mean, you know, it's HBO. What are you going to do? But if we have to do that, even if I got to give you the fucking username and the password to get into the account, yeah, we'll at least have access to the fucking movie so you can watch it. But see what you can find first, and then we'll figure out how you want to do it. Because honestly, I wanted to, I want to watch the movie regardless of whether we, which one we do this week. I want to watch both of them, even though yeah. I've seen them before multiple times. They're fucking great, and I'll watch them again and again. And I've been meaning to watch that um, Sunset one for a while anyway, because I remember you told me about that like last year at some point. So, I Dude, I tell... Checking it out, so it's good that we've tied it back in now. It's like, it's gone full circle, because it's good yeah. that I didn't see it at the time, because I'm going to come at it with a totally fresh... Like, all the ones we've... Well, most of the ones we've done. No, that's a lie, actually. Two of the films we've done so far I hadn't seen, but, like, this one, because it's not martial arts as well, it'd be totally fresh to like review it in a different way as well so this one i'm looking forward to this one to see what your thoughts are on it because i've told everybody i know about this movie and i have to tell you nobody's interested they don't but they don't i mean i might be reading i don't know these people but i think that just says that they're not like us like we we i think that we're more we think about things a lot deeper than other people think about things yeah, for sure. Definitely. I mean, I, I understand people, that. They sound like I people that just want to be entertained and, and not really, like I said to you before, some people like the storylines and other people just want fucking to be distracted. Yeah, where I I, I like a story. Dude, especially because doing a movie like this is so fucking hard to do. You would think two guys sitting in a room talking to each other how hard is that to make? And that's yeah. not that's not what you're watching, though. These two dudes are taking on 
And like Tommy Lee Jones wants to fucking kill himself, dude, and he's got to bring himself into that moment in life. We've all been there. It fucking sucks, but it's not an easy place to get to, and it's certainly not somewhere that you want to stay. I mean, well, it did make me laugh just on a lighter note, just in the trailer where he's on a like Samuel Jackson says something about happiness, and he's like. Happiness? What is that? <laughs> Bro, there is, there is, I don't, this, I would say it's intentional comedy. For as heavy as this movie is, there, for me anyway, there are laugh out loud moments in this film. Like when he's doing that shit where he's like, and I just wailing on his head. He says the N word like, I don't know, 50 times. In the, he overuses it, right? I feel like, like you can tell that this is quite like, an intense film anyway, so I think you kind of need that, even if it's little moments of comedy in it, just to lighten it up a little bit to kind of get you through the just process. The subject matter, definitely. Cause dude, I mean, he this is this is I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna give it I don't wanna give it away. <laughs> the alcohol, alcohol when you get there, that's gonna if that doesn't make you laugh, yeah. I don't know what will, but there's that the scene you just saw before. I mean, fuck, dude, when the movie opens up, they're sitting at the table, and, you know, he's basically, they're saying, they're talking about being crazy and how crazy is, like, a matter of opinion, where it's like, okay, if me and you were sitting at a table, and then I say that Cecil is sitting over here, and he's naked and got green skin, then we might want to, we might want to think about, Oh yeah, never. I don't want to butcher it, dude. <laughs> I don't want to butcher it. Never mind. But I'm we'll, um, we'll, as I said, I'm gonna have a look at see if I can get access to both of them to then decide on like putting a poll up. Um, I'm gonna have to head off anyway. So should we wrap yeah. this one up? Yeah, definitely do because I gotta go. I gotta go. I don't haven't eaten anything yet no, today. I, mean, I gotta deal with that as well. So yeah, I'm a I'm a mess, and it's even worse for you because you're six hours ahead of me. And I was like waiting on you a bit earlier, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, that was dude, I was I was running late, man. I had a doctor's appointment this morning. I was supposed to get piss tested. I couldn't fucking piss. I come back here now. It's all I can fucking do. It seems like every five seconds I got to get up and go in there, dude. But, yeah, so my fault. I know I kept you waiting. We had to move this the last time because I honestly, when we were supposed to originally do this, you know, I don't call out for shit, man. I was in here months ago when I felt like I couldn't keep my eyeballs open, but I did not. I was not up for coming into this room the other day, dude. I just felt sick dude it was bad so i don't like to call out i make up for shit my apologies to everybody for the fucked up thing in the future we have the twitter at uh uk nj project i'm on so the own. idea with that guys as well just to to add to what jack's saying is like if this sort of thing sort of happens again the idea of us having the twitter and that is that if one of us can't do it on like short notice or whatever, like obviously we're communicate between us two, but just so you lot know as well, that actually tune in and, and like the show. Like, right. And this is not, and, this is not going to be the main channel. Yeah. So like if one of us can't do it for whatever reason, then one of us can at least update the rest of you guys. So that's the idea behind it anyway. 
Yeah, and I do want to. I want to bring up a couple ideas that I had. Not now because we've all got to run and get out of here. But I definitely want to do that. So follow follow it on the Twitter account. It also has its own YouTube channel, UK NJ Project. I'm gonna figure out how to download the past videos, or if I have to shoot them myself, I will, and then I'll upload them individually. So. It's coming. Subscribe to that channel because we're going to make that its own place. That's where shit's going to be broadcasted from now on. But we'll prepare you for that as we go. I'll update you at some point or BCHQ will. One of us will jump on the channel and address it. So, all right, man. Appreciate it. See you next week. All right, man. Speak to you soon. See you later. All right.